I'd like to thank you all for agreeing to be part of this discussion, uh, which is uh, essentially part of our public release of our country's national interest document that seeks to outline and define the key values, principles, and goals that influence our foreign policy and practice as South Africa. Our framework document is broad in character and content in that we believe there's a, there's a variety of factors that shape what we have set out as our national interest. The document sets out these elements in what we hope provides a clear articulation of our aspirations. And of course, since you'll have access to that document, you'll be the judge as to whether our own uh, view of the framework document is, is accurate. In very crisp terms, we define our national interest as encompassing national sovereignty and constitutional order, the safety of our citizens, the well-being of our people, economic prosperity, and a better Africa and world. The document presents our fuller description of these in some detail. It has taken several years for agreement to be reached on a national interest framework document, possibly due to the difficulties Dr. Yolanda Spies points to when she deliberates on what she calls the not-so-pure concept of diplomacy. In a more recent book, Elizabeth Sideropoulos also refers to our attempts to frame such a document, and she suggests that reliance on our 2015 foreign policy white paper may be a more sensible route than drafting a framework document of this character. Nevertheless, we agreed as various departments in government that the changing global context which poses ever more complex challenges for our craft, requires us to devote careful attention to defining our national interest. The framework document also provides a useful template for our interlocutors to perhaps understand the decisions and choices we make. I often uh, hear questions such as, why did Minister Pando say South Africa's taking this particular approach? And so I think that the document will give you some answers in uh, providing uh, a greater detail on what drives, what drives the decisions uh, that we make. Oops. The energy that Dirkel colleagues and colleagues in other departments brought to this task probably lies in our awareness that the world is rapidly changing in difficult and complex ways. And we need to confirm our tools as worthy of combat or get fresh, sharper tools more suited to the emerging terrain of international relations. We are part of a nation that has waged a mighty battle for freedom under the throes of oppression 
and our experience has resulted in strong bonds being established with all who strive for freedom. Our ideals of Pan-Africanism, progressive international solidarity, and Ubuntu underpin our national interest. The nature and forms of that struggle against oppression have also contributed to shaping our national interest. The document, for example, asserts a solid commitment to solidarity with those who are still striving for freedom. The important contribution of a well-coordinated international anti-apartheid movement has influenced the inclusion of global links between progressive, of progressive solidarity as a strong element of our goal of building a better world that advances full enjoyment of human dignity, justice, and freedom for all. We've not placed this matter, I think, strongly enough in the public domain of South Africa that our struggle for freedom did something that is quite unique in a struggle, and that was to persuade much of the world about the just nature of our striving for freedom, and to have the world work with us in a range of international settings to support us in the striving for human rights and justice. When you study struggles for freedom all over the world, you find this ability of building a solid international solidarity is really a, a very unique and interesting feature of South Africa's struggles. And it's one that I think we should begin to <coughs> propound uh, much more and use to greater effect for those who still lack access to freedom and justice. Of course, that part is not in our framework document, but it is my belief. Uh, nevertheless, <laughs> our analysis of the global environment and extensive ideological changes in different regions made this a strategic moment to reflect on and define our framework. You can't continue on the same analytical base when the world or the context around you is changing. You have to sit back, define it in terms of these changes, and refine your approaches in response. While we continue to espouse progressive ideals, we highlight in our document the decline in progressive ideals and diminishing opportunities. Another example is the ongoing struggle to begin United Nations reform negotiations. This is further evidence of the resistance to change powerful countries often exhibit on the international stage. Our document emphasizes the possibilities offered by progressive international solidarity, while also acknowledging that strenuous efforts have been directed at dividing developing nations. 
and that among ourselves as developing countries, what I call the magic of Bangdung has been shredded by national interests that focus primarily on sovereign gain. So even as we promote South-South relations, we are alert to the reality that national interests may not always coalesce. We assert that South Africa's liberation movements artfully built a solid wall of global support against apartheid through direct persuasion, through links to active organs of civil society in a wide range of sectors, and through clear articulation of the objectives desired by a free South Africa. As firm supporters of the Palestinian cause for freedom, we have been urging our friends in Palestine to do more to create similar bonds of global activism, and we have assured them of our support as South Africa. In varying narrow and crisp terms, our national interest document stresses that the values, principles, and socio-political and socio-economic ambitions in our constitution are the key foundation for our national interest. The constitution draws from the history and experience of the struggle for freedom. In particular, it acknowledges progressive policy proposals and incorporates them from ANC documents such as the African Claims Document, the Freedom Charter, which I may call South African documents, and other descriptions of a post-apartheid nation. The very preamble of our constitution sets out the driving principles of post-apartheid South Africa. Of course, while we are careful not to be naive in our belief, in our ability to influence others, we do think these instruments of South Africa are an important part of nation formation that we could share with nations in transition to democracy. The democratic transformation of South Africa, while not perfect, forms a very important platform for entrenching good governance, democracy, and development. Pan-African thought and consciousness is also acknowledged and incorporated, particularly what I mentioned earlier, South Africa's commitment to the progress and development of Africa. This perspective has begun to inform our bilateral interaction with various countries on the continent that we increasingly consider strategic partners in the goal of creating a better Africa. And we hope to be far more strategic and goal-oriented in our future engagements. As I indicated early on, as South Africa, we recognize that the pursuit of our national interest takes place in an increasingly complex global context in which challenges, alliances, interests, and commitments exist on shifting sands. Even the important self-evident imperative of responding to climate change finds expression in this complexity. Debates on this subject 
<clears throat> and lack of action on conference agreements and attempted arm twisting indicate the dilemma developing countries often have to come, often have to overcome. We focus on these increasingly important emerging global tasks in our document. I believe the document is detailed and I hope it is bold. I hope those of you who've read it have found it a stimulating outline of how we describe our interest and the key activities we plan to pursue as our response to it. I hope that you will help us popularize it, that you will help us use it to build broader understanding among our people and beyond our borders. I hope you will also assist us to refine and produce future documents that encompass issues we may have missed. In the final analysis, our national interest is the achievement of a better South Africa and world. We will pursue these in our foreign policy and practice, focus primarily on our three significant national or domestic challenges, unemployment, poverty, and inequality. We will strive to achieve success while simultaneously promoting the values and principles I've referred to. We confirm in our document that as the government of South Africa, our main responsibilities to South Africa. We do indicate in the document that we have institutions, laws, and democratic practices in South Africa, which create the basis for our country to be a force for good in Africa and in other parts of the world. We also have a robust civil society that has organizational capacity to play a progressive role in countries that are at very, very early stages of transition. Our institutions in this regard include academic institutions, research bodies, and other organizations that I believe could help promote an active progressive agenda in a range of settings. We hope that our national interest framework document will persuade a wide range of actors to work with us to advance change, progress, and development in South Africa, Africa, and the world. Other colleagues will go into some greater detail on the content. My remarks were largely an overview of the key thrust of our document. I thank you very much for being here and for listening to me. Thank you, Program Director. Thank